It's the hard conversations we all need, but nobody wants to have. You're listening to The Huddle. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Huddle. Listen, today's episode is going to be a little different, okay? As you can see, first of all, my boy Austin is not here in the studio with us. If you're watching, you can see that he's not in the shot. If you're listening, you can hear that his voice isn't heard in the episode because our schedules didn't match up and so he's out taking care of some things um shout out to austin man listen if y'all are in the local area and you need some personal training hit him up on instagram and i think it's austin willis too i don't know you can write me and i'll i'll refer you to austin he's an excellent uh trainer he's doing his thing out here man i'm super super proud of him and congratulations to him and everything that he's doing so he'll be back in the studio next week but in the meantime it's just me so um, before I get started in today's episode, I do want to make an announcement. We, we as in Kingdom Over Castles, are executive producing um, another podcast. It's called Brain Fuel with Barbara J. Britt. Barbara Britt is a local motivational speaker and culture strategist who helps a lot of businesses um, develop the culture of their business and their clientele. And she's phenomenal. She has a great podcast and they upload episodes every first and third Wednesday of the month. So be sure to listen to Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt. You can find her on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and soon she'll be over on Google Play as well. Um, And then another announcement before we get into the episode is that we, Kingdom Over Castles, are returning to the stage with our illustrated sermon, The God of Miracles, and the tickets will be on sale this Monday. So for those of you who are wanting to purchase tickets early, you can do so at KingdomOverCastles.com. If you are a group or like a church and you're traveling together and you want to get tickets, you can email admin at KingdomOverCastles.com for special group rates. But enough about the announcements. I want to talk about this topic that I have today. Listen. Y'all know how we roll on the huddle. We always having the hard conversations that everybody needs, but nobody wants to have. And this is a real awkward conversation because I'm here by myself to do so. And I don't have Austin to like bounce off of. So I, I, I you know, I think it's going to be an interesting episode. So I want you to turn this up. I want you to listen. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Um, OK, today's topic comes from a conversation that I had earlier in the week. Um, not going to say their names, not, not going to put them out there. I don't want y'all stalking my friends. Um, but we had a great conversation and I was just opening up about some things and the way I feel about certain things in ministry and just life in general and come to find out he felt the same way. And it was very freeing. It's always freeing when you can talk to somebody and they understand where you're coming from. Um, and so that's what happened to me. And because of that, I wanted to have the conversation with you. Today's topic is simply, I'm tired of this church. I know you might be laughing because you might be remembering the video that went popular across uh, social media a few years ago where there was this young kid that looked like he was doing like an Easter speech or something. And he basically grabbed the mic and was like, I'm tired of this church, dropped the mic and walked off. Personally, I think that kid is a hero, but who am I to um, select heroes? But I want to say something to that. As funny as that clip was, I resonate with it. Now, granted, I'm probably coming at it from a different angle than he is, seeing as how he's a kid. And I can probably imagine that he was signed up to do that speech and spends a lot of time at the church. I want to talk about how we as believers can be tired of this church, not necessarily your physical church. Maybe it is your physical church for you. Um, I happen to go to a church. I don't really get tired of it. It's Ocean City. Shout out. Had to do that. But um, maybe you be, you know, maybe you are tired 
tired of your physical church, but I want to talk about tired of the engagement with the body of believers. If we're honest, and I mean really honest, come on, huddle family, let's be honest. Sometimes it can be too much. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sometimes you can be in search of the off switch. Let me explain what I mean. Um, I've been leading Kingdom Over Castles for almost, I think, almost three years. Um, And so typical day is a lot of reading my Bible. Obviously, I think every believer should do that. But, you know, reading my Bible. But because I write scripts, I'm heavy in the word. I'm always talking to people about ministry. I'm always connecting with different churches. And then outside of that, um, a lot of times we edit videos and sermons for other churches or we deal with other ministries. We serve as a regular business clientele as well. But the bulk of it is ministry. I'm also very active in my church. Um, So there is a lot of ministry happening in my life. And when you are surrounded by ministry, your conversations tend to be more so on the ministry side. You're praying for people and all of this stuff is great. Right. Like you're listening to worship music. You know, your dialogue is 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 ministry. It's all fantastic. But what do you do when you need the off switch? What do you do when you're tired? What do you do when you are like, you know what? Today, I don't feel like, let's be honest. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like hearing worship music. I don't want to hear Maverick City at all. I want to hear Snoop Dogg. I want to hear Tupac. I want to hear um, Billy Ray Cyrus. Whatever, whoever you listen to, I want to hear Prince. Whatever it is, what do you do when you have those moments? Um, I know for me personally, I used to feel guilty. I used to feel bad, like, dang, I should be submerged in this stuff every day. Why don't I why don't I feel the same way that other people project to feel like? Why don't I want to wake up and just worship every single day and cry all day on the floor? I don't have those feelings. Y'all ever be in situations where you see like it's uh, people. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say that when you see people uh You know, it seems like they are always just infatuated with like the word and worship. And that's great. And but then you compare it to yourself and you're like, I don't necessarily feel that way. You know, like you meet with these people and they're like, oh, what is God telling you today? And you're like, well, he really said nothing to me, dog. He just been, you know, he just been doing the God thing. I've been doing the human thing and it's been great. You know, um, Let's be honest. Don't you have those feelings? Well, I know I do. I can only speak for me. I'm not going to drag you in it. For those of you watching on YouTube, I feel like we're having this conversation now. Like you get me. You can see me. Right. Okay, so you can feel this way sometimes, or at least I can feel this way where I'm like, dang, am I disconnected from God? Or like, why don't I have the same seemingly hunger that they have to be in his presence? And let me just say nine times out of 10, you're not doing something wrong. You're not a bad person. I think it's just a level of growth. And it's also a cause for balance. Balance is so important. Like I said, a lot of my schedule is with ministry and stuff. I grew up um, in ministry. My, My father was always preaching a minister. Then he became a pastor when I was a little bit older. And so my life was church. It was, it was, you know, we had great childhood and all this stuff, but the bulk of it was church. It was ministry. And you, when you're in that, it's very easy to experience burnout. And I think that's typical in whatever field that you're in, even if it's not ministry. Like if your field is the medical field and you're constantly working and you're constantly like I feel for nurses and people who've been serving in the medical field during these past two to three years with this pandemic, you can experience compassion fatigue, you know, Um, 
And so like for ministry and for those of us who are engaging in church and stuff like that, you can just be like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear another Maverick City song. I love Maverick City, but I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to go to another Bible study. I just want to live like I just want to be invited to a restaurant and we don't talk about ministry and we don't talk about this. And can I just tell you to take the pressure off and don't feel so bad about that? Let me tell you something. God is not mad because you had a regular conversation. Okay, he's not mad because you went out to eat with some friends and you didn't discuss ministry or Jesus. The light of God is always shining in you. So, of course, it will never be a secret that you are a child of God. But you don't have to make every single thing a church service or every single conversation a Bible study. You have to be able to find the off switch so that you can prevent being tired of this church. And um, I made a note of something and I want to say it, you know, I wrote it down. I said, it's not that we don't love the Lord, but sometimes we get tired of the methods used to serve him. So it's not that I don't love God when I'm feeling this way. It's not that I think that, you know, I'm tired of being a Christian. I'm just tired of the methods that we use to, to do so. I'm just tired of every time I get in the car, there's a 15 minute song on of worship music and crying and speaking in tongues. Sometimes I just want to roll my window down and listen to jazz or listen to Sade or listen to Alicia Keys or listen to whoever your artist is. And that's okay. And you have to be careful because sometimes the enemy can take that and guilt trip you and make you feel like, oh, you're drifting or, oh, you know, you, 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 you don't necessarily love the Lord like you say you do, or you need to, you know, get back connected and get back on your knees or you're getting arrogant. And it's not that you're getting arrogant. It's just that there is a such thing as a need for balance. There is a such thing as, you know, it's just too much. Most people, um, that I know in ministry, I'm surrounded by people who have great balance. So it, it that's why I can be healthy. But there are some individuals who seriously don't have an off switch. Like every time you talk to them, you know, they're ready to preach. They're ready to like, do you ever laugh? Do you ever just, you know, do anything? And that can be draining. I remember being in a situation once where I was somewhere and we were at a um, it was a party. And this lady kept telling me like, oh, you know you have a call on your life to do all these things. And you know that, right? Like, you know that. And I just was like looking like, can you just give me the barbecue sauce, please? Like we're at a party. I'm just trying to eat, you know, <clears throat> and I don't feel that way all the time. And of course I didn't say that, but you can feel like, do people ever see me as a human being or as a person? You know, why is it this expectation to always be on to always be ready to deliver a word or to always be. And, and, and I, I say this carefully because, you know, we have to give credit to the fact that the people that you engage with, sometimes they don't see you all the time. And if they know you by something in ministry or if they know you because you go to your church, they go to your church or something. So, of course, that might be the common ground that you guys have. But I want to talk about that inner circle. Like for those of us who are in ministry or attend church, you know, your inner circle should be a place of rest and then also a place of like diversity in a sense of conversation and activities you know not everybody can be flexible and do the ministry thing but also just chill out you know so sometimes you might have to surround yourself and and compartmentalize people like okay these are my church friends and these are just my friends friends where we just you know i don't know whatever you like to do ride a motorcycle or we we go swimming or play volleyball or something like that all of that stuff is important and i want to encourage those of us who are listening or even watching, 
that it's okay to rest. It's okay to unplug. And that feeling of being tired of the church and tired of the way that we engage comes from us doing something that God didn't ask us to do, if we're honest. It comes from a lot of this stuff that we do, the Americanized version of church. And when I say Americanized version of the church, there's a lot of things that we do here in America that if we're honest, God didn't ask us to do. You know, there's a lot of things and activities that we have put in the kingdom and the body of Christ that are good things, but they're not necessarily requirements. The requirement is to believe that Jesus is. That's the requirement. And, and obviously to make other disciples, but some of the stuff that we engage with to show our, because truthfully, if we're doing ministry the right way, ministry is not an identity. It is a response to the identity. For example, I always tell people, I get it when they say you're a writer. Okay. Yes. But truthfully in my heart, I'm just a child of God. And because I'm a child of God, I write. That's just a response to the relationship that I have with the Lord. And so when you're tired, sometimes it's just us taking on things that God never asked us to do. Here's a scripture for you. It says, then Jesus said, this is Matthew 11:28 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden that I give you is light. Okay, so the burden that he gives us is light. So why the heck am I carrying all this heavy stuff? And I think I, I like to refer to this scripture a lot because God is like, you are trying to um, work your way out of sin on your works. You are trying to earn points with me. If we're honest and we start taking polls in churches, I guarantee you the reason that we don't do this is because we might have some people quitting and stepping down out of stuff. I Sometimes I just want to ask people, are you doing this because you in your heart feel like this is going to earn you points with God or are you doing this as a response to the love that God already has for you I tell people all the time God will never love you any more than he already does like you're maxed out on love so with that being said anything that you say yes to as a form of ministry or volunteer work or whatever it is that you're engaging with in the body of Christ should be a response to that love not a way to earn the love and when you realize that, hey, God loves me just the same as if I volunteer for this thing or not, it makes it easier to decide, hey, am I really wanting to do this out of my heart of service? Now, do I believe that we should serve and be active? Absolutely. And do I believe that we should come together as a body of Christ? Absolutely. But I also don't believe that we should stress ourselves out trying to earn points for things or burden ourselves with things that he didn't ask us to burden ourselves with. You know, a lot of times people will try to serve their way out of the guilt or the conviction that they feel for sins. But the true um, cleansing of sins is to come to Jesus, not to rehearsals, not to, to meetings, not to um, events. It's to come to the Lord. And you know where you can come to God at? Right where you are, right in your car, right in your home, right in your bathroom, right from your office. You can simply just say, Lord, I need you. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad about this sin, but I know that through you, I can be made righteous through your son that I can be in right standing with the Lord. And so with that being said, a lot of times we have people running these circles and they're participating in all of these things at church. And then you can be doing all of these things. To be honest, you can be um, at rehearsals. You can be at meetings and not with the Lord. You can be doing all of these great things for God. And still not be with him. 
And you can just wear yourself out and get on the hamster wheel of ministry and just be doing all of these things and still feel this conviction because a lot of times God wants you to do the simple stuff that we don't talk about, like be nice to your friends or your spouse or your kids or like when's the last time you <clears throat> when's the last time you went to the movies with your family and just enjoyed yourself without, you know, the talk of ministry. Sometimes he wants to make us go back to the simple things. And I think that <clears throat> for me in my life, I've gotten to this place where I incorporate a lot of balance. There's a lot of things that I'm, uh, shout out to Pastor Jeff. He jokes with me a lot and he calls me the no ministry. <laughs> He's he's always like, you know, L.A. says no a lot because um, it's true. I do say no a lot more than I used to say it. And the reason why is because I understand that yes costs you something. Yes is going to cost you not just your money, but your time. Yes is an expensive word. So therefore, I spend that yes very sparingly to avoid this feeling of being tired of this church. I remember a few years back, I experienced burnout because I was constantly doing stuff and, you know, I think this is not just a church issue. This is a life issue. You can just be doing stuff and you're, you're, and you look up and you're like, dude, I don't have any time for myself. I don't have any time to rest. I'm surrounded by all these demands. And the only person that can control that is you. And oftentimes we don't know that we blame the other people and the people that we said yes to. And we make it their fault because we said yes. We make it their fault because we don't know how to say no. When the truth is God is like, no, I have given you the power over yourself to say yay or nay to a lot of this stuff. And as the scripture says, his burdens and yoke is light and easy. So therefore, when stuff gets a little heavy, you have to check your check your shoulders. Like, am I, did I put something up here that God didn't even ask me to do? Like, he already loves me the same. I, like, when you think about it like this, God loves you just as much as the person that's at home watching Netflix. Just as much. That's why it's important for us to understand that like all of our serving and ministry and stuff should simply be responses to that love. And you can respond differently. And I think sometimes in certain seasons, the response changes. So balance, like I said, is understanding, you know, or one thing that I do want to point out is that balance is understanding that everyone is not your assignment. Everyone is not your job. OK, there's always going to be people that need prayer. There's always going to be people that need help moving. There's always going to be people that need help with some event. You have to understand that everybody's not your your assignment. Everybody is not. And, and I used to use the excuse, oh, well, I'm a nice person. Oh, well, I love people. Oh, well, I want to help people. And all of that is great. But everybody's not your assignment. Everybody's is not your job to honestly pray for everybody. You can pray the general prayer, Lord, bless everyone that I know, help them. But it's not your job to go and meet and have lunch with every single person. It's OK to say no. And saying no is a safety mechanism to help you prevent yourself from being simply just tired of this church, tired of engaging. And, you know, in our conversation, I was like, dude, I value people who I can be around who just want to eat food or just want to like talk about Chick-fil-A or just working out or just doing things. Yes. It's not that I don't want to ever talk about ministry and stuff, but it's just nice to find people who are like, just chill. And I hope that you listening or watching have people in your life who can just unplug for a minute because it's not bad. Now there are some people who feel like 
I have to do this at all times. And, you know, I will bless the Lord at all times. and His praises will continually be in my mouth. Okay, we get that. Like, you, you're not going to manipulate me into scripture and feeling bad because I want to watch SpongeBob or I want to go to the movies or I want to hang out downtown or because I didn't go to church today. You're not going to make me feel bad for that. I'm talking to the mature enough saints who understand that, yes, we are to praise God and represent God at all times. However, that representation can take place in different areas. I don't have to be at church all the time. I don't have to sign up for every single program or have this conversation all the time. Sometimes showing the love of Christ is me going to the movies. Sometimes me showing the love of Christ is opening up my home and say, hey, come over. We just going we going to make food. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk. We're going to play cards. We're going to do, you know letting my hair down that's a lot of representation that is ministry because like i said earlier the church physical church that's just a building we believers we are the church but sometimes i think that we don't know how to stop there's a difference in being the church and being churchy like some people take that as i have to be churchy i have to worship everywhere i have to uh, break out into worship in the middle of walmart no you don't really what you should do is Get your groceries and get out of the way so that you don't disturb the peace. Like that's really, I think, a better representation of Christ than for you to go in there and disrupt the peace because you want to sing oceans in the middle of the floor. Like, don't nobody have time for that. No one wants to hear that. You know, you could have just gotten your groceries and went home and smiled at the cashier. And that would have been greater ministry than you blaring out worship songs out loud. You know, um, I think another form of ministry would be actually being present. Sometimes we run to the things at the church and we neglect the people who are closest to us who really just want to have a conversation or just hang out and chill you know i know in my life i've been through seasons like that where um i was not necessarily present with things because i was so focused on something else that was it wasn't a ministry thing but i was so focused on something else that i i, I was neglecting the thing that truly mattered you know and so i i just want us to know that like in all of our growing you know, the word of the year for Kingdom Over Castles is to evolve and all of our evolving. And yes, we know that God is going to do great things. And but I want you to understand that, like. Us doing more than he asked us to do is not going to speed God up in his process. Us, you know. Spending the weekends worshiping on the floor every day, all day, that's great. If that's what you feel in your heart, that's great. But. Understand that doing that is not going to speed God up. It's not going to make him move quicker on his process. It's not going to make him love you anymore. You know, he will love you just the same as if you went to the beach and just laid there on the sand and read a book or just got in the water and played. Like, it's okay to unplug. It's okay to just take time to rest. It's okay to not go around um, laying hands and prophesying all the time and I, I can't help but laugh because there's literally people <laughs> there are people who really feel like you know this is God's gonna move because I'm doing this no God is gonna move and God is gonna bless you because God is good it's not gonna be because of any doing of your own so with that being said you might as well just go to the movie sometime you might as well just relax you might as well just you know, invite some friends over and just talk, just, you know, play cards. And for some people who've been in ministry for years, that might be foreign to you. You might not necessarily know like, OK, so if we don't talk about church, then what do we talk about? This is a real struggle for some people. So 
because it's a struggle, we are the huddle and we don't end episodes without leaving you with some strategy. I don't know, guys. I just really felt like this this topic for me was so important to talk about, like I said, because I engage with ministry on the regular and engaging with ministry on the regular can be tiring sometimes and it can be exhausting because everywhere you turn, sometimes it seems like, you know, people want to talk about what God is doing. And sometimes my answer is, you know, when they say, oh, so what, what is God doing? I don't know. He's God. I don't know what he's doing, but I know what I want to do is go to Chick-fil-A. What I want to do is go to Basket Robbins. What I want to do is go to the gym. What I want to do is relax. So step number one for strategy, let me give you some strategy on how to accomplish this because either you might need to accomplish this or you might need to have this conversation with like some people in your circle. So I'm gonna help you out. Number one is pray for wisdom. Of course, number one is always pray. Ask God to show you how. Um, And your prayer, because this is another thing, your prayer does not have to be 15 minutes. It really doesn't have to be like, you can just say, Lord, I thank you for this day and I'm asking that you give me wisdom on how to handle X, Y, and Z and leave it at that. Because praying for a long time, unless the spirit is leading you to intercede like that, that ain't going to move God any quicker either. You know, we got to take the spirituality out of stuff that we do, um, the the charismatic approach out of a lot of things that we do, thinking that that's going to earn us points or speed God up. It's not. So number one is pray. Number two, I would say find a hobby. Some people don't necessarily do this because they don't have like a life or their life has become this serious thing. And so they don't have any hobbies. They don't, they don't have like a life outside of it. So just find a hobby, find something that you enjoy. That's not necessarily tied to ministry. One of the things that I'm coming to enjoy more, it might not look like it. I don't care what you think, um, is going to the gym, going to the gym is a stress reliever. Um, Chick-fil-A will always be a hobby for me. Um, watching movies is a hobby for me i'm a big reader i love to read books that's a hobby for me um laughing tiktok is a hobby for me um so you know find something that you enjoy number two or number three is surround yourself with people that see you it can be so tiring when people just want to talk about the gift that you have or the anointing that you have and they don't want to just talk about uh tv shows or just laugh or even just check on you as a person like a lot of times when I talk to people, they'll say, how's things going with KOC? And that means a lot. It really does. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't ever want to talk about that stuff because it's, it's something that I'm passionate about. But it means more when people ask how I'm doing versus how what my response to Christ is doing, because we're two different things. I always tell people Kingdom Over Castles has an EIN number. I have a social security number. Two different things. Um, so find people who see you and value you and then finally number four i'm gonna suggest that you start paying attention to what you say yes to and not just paying attention like oh i said yes to this but actually asking yourself the hard question am i doing this because i think it's gonna earn me points with god or am i doing this as a response to the love that god has for me already because remember god loves you just the same as he loves the person who's at home watching netflix And I think of that often when I'm signing up for stuff because I'm like, wait a minute, I could be getting the same love from the Lord as the dude at home eating some ice cream, watching Netflix. Now, this isn't a message to make you lazy and make you drop all your commitments. We don't do things like that. If you're committed to it, carry it out and um, ask the Lord to show you how to be released from that. But 
that is my strategy that is my episode today i know this is a touchy subject for some people because some people might take this and run the opposite way and say oh like you're supposed to do all of these things you're supposed to do all of this and you know to that to those people amen god bless you because i'm not gonna argue with you i do want to leave you with something though before i end i forgot to mention this in the podcast in mark um, mark 2 verses 23 through 28 basically i'm gonna paraphrase it what was happening is um jesus and the disciples they were walking through these fields and they started to eat grain and stuff and then the pharisees were like oh it's the sabbath you're not supposed to be doing that and then jesus was like okay but remember that time david had went in the temple and got some bread to feed the people that was rolling with him and he was basically saying like don't be so religious into thinking that the sabbath is something that we're here to serve when the sabbath is here to serve us basically god was like we're gonna eat this because we're hungry that's why it's not going to be for no religious practices. And he was saying that some of the stuff that we can in our religion in you know, in our in our day to day religion, we can over spiritualize some things and make it deeper than what it is. And Jesus basically in that story, I love it because he's like, we are eating because we're hungry. And of course, traditionally on the Sabbath, you weren't supposed to work. You should read it for yourself. I'm not going to sit here and preach a message for you. But I just want to encourage you. Seriously, it's okay to rest. It's okay to relax. It's okay to 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 just live. You know what I'm saying? Take the pressure off. God is not going to love you any less because you didn't go to Bible study today. You know, he's going to love you just the same. And honestly, like I said, you are probably doing a greater job at ministry by being present to the people that he put in your life, by loving someone, by taking your wife on a date, um, playing with your kids. You know, some of us are speaking in tongues and worshiping and like there's people that God sent that are neglected the whole time. And they're like, dude, I wish you would pay attention to me. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to get off my TED talk for the day. I hope you're blessed by this podcast. Listen, if you are someone who is experiencing burnout and you're like, I'm tired of this church, I'm tired of engaging, take a break, talk to your leader, have honest conversations, talk to the Lord, ask him to show you how to um, rid yourself of the pressure that you feel. I'm going to pray for you. And I pray that this message was a blessing to you. And I will talk to you next week. But Lord, I just thank you for this episode. Thank you for all those who are listening. Hopefully um, it that I, you know, I hope that I was able to say something that was a blessing to them. We ask that people who are listening would have a great day at work, be able to take this message and apply it to their lives. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. God bless all of you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. This production is brought to you by Kingdom Over Castles, tearing down the walls of separation through the arts.